Doug and Marty versus the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. I'm worried, brother. What are you worried about? Well, I'm worried about a new era of McCarthyism, but that's another story. This (laughs) is Doug Bassler. I love that. This is Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. And that's funny. Once again, I can count on you to take things that's great, I think. (laughs) <laughs> the, you know that uh, you, who you is know, this guy? Somebody actually said that uh, I look like him once. I'm not sure if that was a compliment uh, or not, brother. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> no, that I think that would be a compliment. But um, but it's more than how you look. It's like what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if you're aware of this, by the way. But Barna recently uh, finished a survey of Americans. That was, uh, uh, con- they were contracted by Mark Nuttall. And uh, Mark mm-hmm. Nuttall is uh, uh, one of the people that probably is most responsible for the coming down of the Iron Curtain. Uh, very, uh, very um, under the radar sort of person, uh, but very connected. And uh, what they wanted to do was they wanted to find out what is America, you know, in 2022. And nothing like this has been done since uh, de, to- de Cokeville did the, uh, you know, what makes America great thing mm-hmm. back in the 1800s, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, what he came up with was the uh, the church, you know, the faith of America was what made America great. It wasn't just our natural resources and our, you know, our population, something that it was the pulpit that made mm-hmm. America great and made America an amazing, you know, nation. Well, this survey – that's come back now and you can learn more about this on at Morningstar Ministries. So morningstarministries.org or Morningstar TV. And uh, Rick Schreiner just recently did a, a video on it on Morningstar TV, a, a uh, prophetic perspectives uh, update on the midterm. And so if that's the one you're looking for, but this is, um, but I want to kind of refer to this because what this found Marty is astonishing in that all of this, uh, propaganda, all of this pressuring, all of this wokeism, all of this, um, you know, push from the far left to mm-hmm. make America secular, to make America, you know, this uh, leftist thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what this survey showed, and this was not a a small survey. This they they say the accuracy of this survey is within two percent, which is really good. And it was it wasn't just a few questions; it was like hundred questions. I mean, it was a it was in depth. Okay. And what it found, Marty, is that America has not moved to the left. They've actually moved more. We have moved more to the right than any time in our history. The backlash on this is bigger than any time in history. What do you think about that, brother? Interesting, because we, we saw the the election cycle do what it's done, and there's some really great silver linings. There's a lot of other, other things there, too. But yet you and I both feel it in our own spirit, our own soul. We've seen it in our friends. We've seen it in our neighbors. And we don't live in a bubble. You and I go around. We're, we're engaged in a lot of different spheres of influence, if you will. Yes, we're Christian, conservative, Republicans, that kind of stuff. But we're also engaged in business with all kinds, all types. We're in Washington state. We're all over uh, this nation as well. And to your point, 
we've seen this um, awakening, if you will, uh, of like, no, our kids are under assault. Our communities are under assault. We've got to do something. We've seen people that, you know, were never involved in politics when they were forced to lose their job through the uh, COVID mandate and the vaccines and so forth. All of that's kind of been snowpiling, snowball, you know, building up. And we're seeing the change in people like where they're pushing back. No, we want something. We want safety again. We want security. We want parents' rights. We didn't see all that play out in this current election, in my opinion, but it's there. So, so I think that's good. I think that, that resonates to me that there has been a shift to wanting a more traditional, more uh, family-oriented, more God-centered nation. Just uh, how will that manifest when we actually do the work, right? Well, I, um, that's going to bring me to my next subject. So I'm, I'm extremely excited that you and I are, are tracking together mm-hmm. on this. But uh, did America really vote for the homeless situation we have right now? Did America, Marty, really vote for the crime? Did America really vote for the, these gas prices? Did America really vote for that open border, brother? Did they really vote for that? And all of the polling, all of the surveys, all of this stuff said a resounding no. So let me just mention that if you want to, if you're the UN, the United Nations, brother, United Nations, and huh? you want to certify an election, let's say you want to certify the Bolivia elections. Did you know one of the the absolute non-negotiables for that would be with the United Nations? You What's have that? to have voter ID. Really? Did you know that? Oh. I did not know that. So no. In other words, the United Nations probably wouldn't be certifying the United States of America. Did you know that there's a majority of Americans right now, call them names, say what you will, but a majority of Americans have lost confidence in our electoral system. They believe that cheating is going on somehow or other, brother, through the miracle of God. We managed to capture the House of Representatives, Amen. right? Yes, right. But I'm telling you, I've been on the campaign trail for a year, and Washingtonians did not vote overwhelmingly in favor of late-term abortion. They didn't do it. They thought, they, they, oh, that was it. That was the issue. It's not the issue. The mm-hmm. issue is $7 diesel and mm-hmm. soon to be $7 gas. The issue is the crime. The mm-hmm. issue is the inflation. The issue is the, you know, the number one. Do you know what the number one issue? What's the number is, one issue, brother? This whole survey, brother. What's it's that? Parents want to raise their children yes. the way they want to raise them. And so more than ever, we probably should get Tambourine Borelli back on here. Look at Brad Clippert. Come on, brother. Astounding. 150,000. Write in votes for Brad Clipper. What was his message? These elections are messed up. We got to fix it. Mm-hmm. And 150, so you can't, the thing about write-in, this is the beautiful thing about write-in. You can't, you can't hide it. Right. It's not, it's right. not electronically flippable. It isn't, there's no, uh, so writing campaigns and maybe, you know, what we need to do. Now, I love Henry Ford. 
Henry Ford said, failure isn't failure. It's the ability to start again, this time more intelligently. And we've got to take these lessons that you were just referring to and be smarter and be stronger. So there should be like a write-in on every campaign because it forces us to look at the ballot. You've got to look at it. You've got to open take it up. Action. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, there's some beautiful things. Much to be learned. Of course, I'm on my knees, as yep. are you. Yep. God intervene. God show your glory. God is allowing this. I heard Dutch Sheet say uh, shortly after the uh, election day, I believe last week, that the pain hasn't gotten great enough yet, but yeah. it's getting there, brother. Yeah. It's getting there. It's been there for you and I, obviously, because yes. we're like... <laughs> Or what big, you call smart people. It's a gut punch when you, when you put everything on the line for our listeners. When you run like Doug just ran this year, I mean, you put everything, you trust God, you're out there working with people. You have a lot of great volunteers, but you put everything and it, when, when it doesn't prevail for whatever reason, it's, it's, you need some time. You need to, because it's a gut punch to kind of recover, get back up, up on your, off your knees again and get running again. Um, I, have well, a I went to, for you. I went to Florida, brother. Yeah, you did. It, it was it probably <laughs> much needed to get it, to get some warm weather. Yeah, and I so sat on. in my hotel during a hur- hurricane, brother, as it went over the top of us. <laughs> Nicole, well, praise God, went over. But yeah. <laughs> did you see though? This is one I want to. Um, this is one of those orchestrated how deep the swamp is, and one of the things why I know why I know that that polling and that survey uh, hits home. It is touching on something. I know you have. Something you want to go off on in a second here, but this is really I'm important, done, brother. I'd like to as take soon, it as soon as soon uh, as not uh, election night. I mean, we're not even over. You had those in the swamp, those on the left, those political pundits on the right, right? The ones that that you know really will work, do everything they can to sabotage a conservative leaning candidate, even on the right, right? Um, come out and, and immediately say two things. One, it was about abortion, right? That we missed it, right? And, you know, can't be now pro-life and, and win in Washington or whatever. And, you know, this is a, a narrative, right? And the second thing you've seen resonate from the state level, the the uh, national level as well, was, no, there are bad candidates. It wasn't anybody else's fault. It was bad candidates, you know? And then, of course, trying to put blame on Trump, right? Um, but, no, these are not bad candidates across this nation. They're good candidates, you know, we're up against a battle, a spiritual one, an economic one, and so forth, right? And like you said, there is um, certifiable um, evidence in Washington State specifically, in Arizona, look at Maricopa County, you know, all across where, you know, this is, there's some, some serious um, question marks when it comes to integrity around elections, right? <laughs> <laughs> serious, but they want to paint this narrative that, oh, the candidates that ran happened to be more conservative, more America first, more Trump leaning, if you will, across many of these races. And uh, that's what they mean by weak candidates or bad candidates. It's that narrative that we've, you and I have fought for years in the state. And then they tell you that a conservative can't win, you know, that's, they won't get behind it. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It just, well, this I, one, I, it, it's exposing this stuff, brother. I'm just saying. Sure. So um, two things. All right. Number one, there was a red wave. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely a red wave. Where was the red wave, brother? It was in Florida. Mm -hmm. Why was there a red wave in Florida? Why did Miami-Dade County vote for Ron DeSantis? Because they got in there and they cleaned up the election system. They cleaned it up. 
In other words, if we would just clean up these election systems, Washington could be flipped, California, all of it. They're cheating. Mm-hmm. They're cheating at, at, a, at an incredible degree. I, I fight everybody to go, you know, go jump on Frank's speech. And you can see and a lot of that stuff's over my head, right? It's mm-hmm. just like, I get it. It's, you know, people that know coding and stuff like that. And so we need right. coding people to be part of, you know, our movement here in Washington, our movement across America. We need people that understand it. And we need a new strategy. But if we don't fix, they'd been saying, if we didn't fix 2020, there's no hope for 2022. And it happened again. And most people are saying it's happening in real time. Okay. In Florida, they have millions upon millions of voters, brother. And they got Mm -hmm. everything counted and done in one day. They Everybody knew what was up in Florida that day. 21 million people in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And what's going on in Maricopa County and all these things. If if you know, brother, and I know that if it takes a long time to count ballots, something's wrong. Yep. Something is up there. Something's fishy. Eating. Yes. Right. And, uh, and, you know, so I'm not going to back off that. Um, I don't, I don't have the solution, but I know I'm on my knees. I know the Lord is, is it's what the Lord is saying that there's thumb on the scale that there's, they're, they're cheating, they're stealing the big steal. And then how do they respond? They call names. They yep. say they're this, they're that, but they don't like open it up. Right. And, and look at it. And, well, and in know, Arizona, it's most, yeah. the most racist thing you can say is that, Oh, well, minorities can't get ID. Everybody can get ID. They give ID in Washington to illegal immigrants. Yep. A hundred percent. They have so, a line form of the deal DMV. Right. So, sure. so everybody can get ID. Why don't we have voter ID? Uh, we've got to get rid of these uh, mail-in ballots. We've got to give paper ballots. We know electronic counting. We count them at hand count them. We report the, you know, the, the thing. We we cannot allow uh, iRobot to happen, the machines to take over the world. <laughs> it's in, it's eerily familiar when you think about the 2022 midterm versus the 2020, 2020 presidential election. Two of the states, two of the counties, if you will, that were pivotal in Biden um, ascending into the presidency, right, without campaigning, uh, were in play in 2022. It's the Fetterman race in Pennsylvania and Ouch. the uh, governor race do you in think America. That the Fed- that, do you think that Pennsylvanians really voted for that dude? There is no, no way in the <laughs> world. The dude is like an imbecile. And it's not, you know, he's defective. He's got health issues that are preventing him from fulfilling that office. Um, no, it's the weirdest thing ever. I know. When, when Oprah came out and Biden came in, Obama came in to shore up this guy, but he knew he was losing poorly to uh, Dr. Oz and who happened to be the friend, right? It's almost like the, if you're a friend with them for a while, you're fine. But if you run in politics as a Republican, then you're the enemy. Um, but those two counties, when there's long county with Katie Hobbs, the current secretary of state, the one overseeing the election in Arizona, is the one that's re, uh, receiving the benefit of the long delay. There's 7 million people in Arizona. That's a little over 8 million, almost 8 million in Washington state. And yet both of those states take forever to count their ballots. And you wonder why, right? Mail-in ballots, uh, day of election ballots, and no voter ID, all kinds of issues that need to be cleaned up to your point. I want to say one thing about DeSantis, though. DeSantis and uh, Christy Nome. Christy Nome is a small South Dakota state. Uh, Ron DeSantis is like the third largest state in the, in the nation, right? You have California, you have Texas, you have uh, Florida. It's a major suburb, and there's major uh, 
suburban or urban areas that typically go Democrat. But a couple things. One, he kept the state open during COVID, gave options for people to get um, treatment for COVID, um, didn't mandate anything, hired police officers from other states that got lost their job. He showed real leadership during the lockdowns. And so those in our state, they, they are prospering in Florida. Yes, they've dealt with some hurricanes and um, storms or whatever, but he's been a leader. And part of that, like you said, they cleaned up the uh, election system. They stood against the woke uh, agenda in the schools and, and they were rewarded for it. I mean, a 20 point victory against um, uh, Chris there and down ticket. Florida was a red wave. So I think it's a combination of things. One, you clean up the election system so that it's a trustworthy and accurate. And then you show good leadership, you know, boldness and create the same thing with Christy Nome, same thing with great, uh, Governor Abbott in Texas um, to another degree. They're showing leadership while on the southern border, leadership against the federal government. But they're rewarded by people that were probably Democrats that said, no, I like this. This is good for me, my family, my kids. I'm going to keep them in office. I think that's a, a recipe for success. Don't you think, brother? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, reminds me of Christie, you know, Chris Christie back in the day, right? He was bold, taking strong, you know, stands and uh, really was able to, you know, make a dent in New Jersey. But, you know, it's kind of like capture the flag, you know, they go back and forth. And, you know, we've got to get to a point where we could just say this is it. You know, we don't mm-hmm. want this and and we're going to stop it. Um, obviously election integrity is a big deal. One of the thing, another thing that, that the survey pointed out, uh, that I kind of forgotten to mention is that even though America is, uh, is turning more right than ever before, they're not running to the Republican party. And that brings us back to my opening statement about McCarthyism and stuff like that. Okay. You've got a majority in the U S house of representatives. What are you going to do with it? And so we've been disappointed and see, that's the problem. So we know we don't trust the Democrats because they're leftists, but we don't trust the Republicans because when they had it, they did nothing that they said they would do. A matter of fact, the only guy that really did what he said he was going to do was Donald Trump. He built the wall. He strengthened the economy. He got the GPD growth up. He got all this stuff. Right. And, um, so I'll say one more exception to that rule. And of course it's not the same thing, not era as Trump, not president, Newt Gingrich, Back in the day, you know, the, the deal with America, they actually did what they said they were going to do. And it caused us to keep the Congress for, you know, a decade, mm-hmm. more than a decade. Mm-hmm. And um, and it got uh, it got uh, George H. Bush in, you know, whatever out of the Reagan thing. But then you had you had this H. Bush was like this moderate. Right. This idea mm-hmm. that we oh, we need to you know what they're saying is got to be more moderate. You got to come our way. No, you come our way. We're done coming your way. We're not coming. We're going to dig in our heels. We're going to fight. We're going to pull on this rope. And and America's with us, brother. Mm-hmm. And we're going to open this up. You know, they keep telling us that we have to trust the elections. We don't have to trust them. We need to know that they are legit. And we're not giving up on this. And we're not going back on it. Now, I just wanted to touch on another issue that uh, if you Google or if you – um, duck, duck, go this. You're going to get a lot of articles about how terrible Trump endorsed candidates did, but the <laughs> actual scorecard is over, uh, you know, out of the 200 and some, uh, the vast majority actually made it because they're not talking. They're only talking about the house and the Senate. 
Mm-hmm. That's when they say, oh, well, he blah, blah, blah. Well, look, we got the house. All right. Mm-hmm. A win's a win. Remember Vin Diesel and Fast and mm-hmm. Furious? Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. We won. All right. So let's get up and shout and run around and be happy. Okay. We got the house. What are we going to do with it? But the mm-hmm. other thing was secretary of states, governors, all these other races. So he is overwhelming. There was only like 22 losses. The rest were wins. Mm-hmm. And so you got to watch out for the spin. The spin will get you, brother. It'll make you it'll make you happy for a minute and then you throw up. A hundred percent. And of course, on that note, I know you you were very involved in the Joe Kent race down south as well. That's still uh, to be decided. They're still doing ballot curing and so forth there, right? Day one, day one after um, the initial results came out, they're saying, oh, because he was Trump endorsed. You know, immediately they want to land base. They're, they're preparing for 2024. And so they're going to do this, the spin. Oh, the reason that a uh, this Democrat is leading in a uh, conservative-leaning district is because of Trump, right? And this election denier. Anything where they want to label. Uh, so be prepared. Now we're not election denier. We want integrity. We want transparency. Don't you want transparency? Don't you want integrity, right? Don't you want a, a strong leader to be there? It's a, yeah, it's all um, because they knew, as we saw this week, the announcement uh, that Donald Trump is running for president. Right. Yeah. And so the I watched it live. Yeah, me too. The the <laughs> the heads of the left and the 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 sort of the right sort of like moderate wing of the Republicans, you know, and all the pundits are absolutely going berserk. They knew this was coming. So, but they're all like, ah, Twitter paid because they know he's a force to be reckoned with. Twitter right? paid. <laughs> Get like that, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you not know, that Twitter. <laughs> do you think? He'll be back on Twitter soon, by the way, President Trump. I thought he was already back. I heard that he wasn't, but I actually saw a tweet from him on Twitter when Musk got it like the next day. I thought he was back. So yeah. did they reinstate his department or whatever? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I, I know the he's The thing on about other- Trump is he doesn't care about Twitter no more. He's got yeah. true social. He's got whatever. Um, right. And these, you know, these companies are t- to their own detriment are going to, you know, rumble is, is really becoming something right. Instead of YouTube. And, and so there's a, um, there's a movement to alternative, um, media on the internet. You know, the internet is a, you know, it's been, a uh, they've been trying to control it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, how about this Bitcoin, you know, fiasco, right. They wanted this guy to help regulate Bitcoin. And then they use this to say, now, see, we need to regulate cryptocurrency because of this huge crash, right? And this dude was like a major. I mean, all this money he stole, it went to Democrats. Right. Are the Democrats well, going to give the money back, brother? No, they're not. not. So this should be investigated. If on the first thing, obviously, there's so many things they could do, but the Republican House needs to investigate this. First of all, we we know that the the Congress beat the markets of what there's insider trading like crazy. We know Pelosi and so forth, but this right here, this, this stinks to high heaven. So the Congress has, and the president has um, sent billions and billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine. Okay. Whatever. Right. We've been sold on this idea that, you know, it's democracy and whatever. We know it's been corrupt for years. We, it's been a Ukraine's corrupt not a democracy. Right. They're you a know totalitarian Freaking right, but Russia's the, more of a our, democracy than Ukraine is. Anyway, anyway go ahead, go, yeah. carry on, brother. Billions of dollars to Ukraine. This FTX guy, right, that was a 
a crypto billionaire, they said, right? And so they have almost billions of dollars go in. And then you have the Ukrainian government and other people investing in this FTX, this crypto, right? Um, so the money that we gave to Ukraine is now being invested into it. And then FTX, this guy is bankrolling to the tune of $40 billion or 40, whatever, to these Democrat campaigns. I'm like, wait a minute, this is money laundering That's on a grand way scale. bigger than anything um, yeah. Facebook did and, you know, Zuckerberg Holy and everything. Moly. That's a lot bigger. It's so, and this has got to be like, I know this can't be swept underneath the rug. This, this is crazy. And then there's the guy, not a rug big enough. No, and this, <laughs> then this guy goes on oh, bankrupt now. Well, because the money was laundered, it was never there in the first place. This is, this is our taxpayer dollars going to fund this machine, you know? And then of course you have this thing, the weird thing the other day, what was the, what was the whole missile thing? Right. That first of all, Russia bombed Poland by accident. Oh, oh, by the way, it was Ukraine did it instead. Yeah. It's like, okay, what really happened? Yeah, I want to know what spin, really happened. Spin monsters, right? Uh, yeah, we're, um, you know, if you don't, if you haven't been spending time in prayer, you need yes. to do it. Yes. We need God to protect us. We need God to get through us, and God is going to increase um, His, uh, you know, pressure on us. Which side are you on? And this ostrich, hide your head in the sand. Christianity, ostrich, hide your head in the sand, conservatism is not going to be able to get us through. And we are at a tipping point. And I believe that the tipping point that we are going to win, but you cannot just say, um, you know, a lot of that is just that, um, you know, game face, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't think you're going to win, you're not going to go out there and do your best job, right? If you don't. So, so could, could we lose? Could America go down? Absolutely. We could mm -hmm. lose. America could go down. I don't believe it is because I know people like Marty and I don't know people like Brad Clippert and Tambourine mm -hmm. Brelli and Glenn Morgan. And I know that there are patriots out there that are going to fight and they're going to, they're going to war and they're not going to give up. And, um, you know, I heard a, a really interesting um, line the other day. It wasn't quite said this way, but I've adopted it. And that is we don't fight until we're tired. We fight until we win. And so that that we've got to keep this, um, we've got to keep, you know, if you need a break, take a break, you know, mm -hmm. go to Florida, you know, take right. a vacation, <laughs> you know, even in, in battle, right? They rotate these frontline warriors back. You get, you get leads, you get yeah. time, you can't keep them because they get battle fatigue. Mm -hmm. We all get battle fatigue. So yes, the Sabbath is legit, right? All these festivals, there was, you know, Israelites got way more vacations than Americans do. They got like seven a year, right? I mean, they got week off seven times a year, right? Right. And, and it was a test of faith. Like, am I willing to take some downtime or do I feel like I have to carry the whole weight of the world? It's the test of faith that God's got this yet at the same time, all the proverbs say the fool sleeps during harvest. Yes. You know, they come yes. up with excuses. There's a lion in the street, all this stuff. No, we work when we work and we rest when we, when rest. we rest and we learn how to do that. And we, when you get rested up, you know, when Lori and I came back from Florida, we were, you know, we were had after the jet lag, we mm -hmm. were ready to go. We mm -hmm. were like, yeah, we feel better. We're energized. We had some downtime. We had some recreation. We had some, mm -hmm. some alone time and we need that. But then we get up and we get back get in busy. and we yeah. don't stop. We don't give up. 
uh, we keep moving forward, brother. One of my wife's biggest pet peeves from other Christians, and just say it this way, is we have a lot of friends that are faith-believing um, believers. They, they spend time in their word and they pray. They'll say, I'm going to wait for the God, for God to do it. It's in God's hands. He'll do it. It's like, and they don't do anything. And they just wait in their circumstance, not get out and go after they're just waiting for God. And it's like, that's not what God says. God, God, yes, faith, step out in motion, go. And, you know, oftentimes people were sent to different lands and whatever, but it was a step in the direction of faith saying, Lord, I'm going to go. I'm use your hands and feet. Use me for this. And I trust you that you'll make work all things for my good and your glory. But we see this. We see two big lies. One is I don't have to do anything because God's got it. And number two is uh, politics are dirty, so Christians shouldn't be involved, right? Those two things mare out, right? You're saying we're, we're all frustrated. We're all praying. We're all looking at the country. And yet again, if you saw Jim Walsh's post the other day, uh, overall turnout wasn't very good. People didn't show up. People didn't, not enough people voted again. And so to your point earlier, okay, is it granted. bad enough or do they miss the connection that it takes action or believers to put their faith in action, to go vote, to get involved, to turn out, to actually make a change. Our, our good friend, Tim Taylor, uh, Kingdom League International, did did put out a video this last week that I watched. Um, I got it right as it came out, so I was like one of two views, so I was like 50% of the views are me. I don't think he gets enough views, but if, uh, you know, if our listeners want to go check out Kingdom League International and Tim Taylor – there's some great stuff, but he he said, I'm going to slaughter a sacred cow. And it's it's something that, you know, I actually was talking about, I think last year or maybe this year, but this saying that God is in control. You know, my 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 wife kept saying that to me. She kept saying, God is, well, God's in control. God's in control. And um, I finally said to her, you know, God was in control when Hitler took, came to power. God was in control when Mussolini, when, when Tojo, when Stalin, you know, came to power. You know, people need to do something. And uh, it really res- it resonated with her and it mm-hmm. got her out of that. But see, what Tim is saying is even even more, <laughs> brother, it's even harsher than what I just said. He said God is in control is what lazy people say yeah. because they don't want to do anything. They don't want to get involved. Why did God save you? Why are you even a Christian if you're not going to serve him? And Jesus said, brother, take up your cross. A cross will kill you. A cross, no, what have I said many times, brother? No padded crosses, no tuck and roll crosses, (laughs) no air conditioned crosses. Crosses are crosses. That's why this morning I get up at six o'clock and I go out on the street with my little mini band and my pickup and, we, and feed the dog. Oops, I don't feed the dog. Um, and we get out and we, and it's cold. Sometimes it's wet and whatever. And sometimes it's hot and the sun beats down on you and it's, you wither, but you go out and you do what God called you to do. You preach the gospel to the poor and you get out and, and do something. And so, I want to encourage our listeners that God is in control. It's true. God is in control, but God uses people. He uses you. He uses Marty. He uses me. God is the one who wants to take a David from watching his little flock 
And even his brothers, I mean, think about it. His brothers come down, Marty. His brothers come down. He comes down there to bring us some cheese and some whatever. And they're like, you're, you're just came down here because you want to see a battle. You're just a cocky brat and all this kind of stuff. And what did David do? He didn't listen to that. He didn't, he didn't say, um, oh, you're right, and, and bow his little head. But he said, is there not a cause? This Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that challenges the armies of the living God. You know, we've had all this opportunity, brother. We had, we've had Marty, we've had all this opportunity, right. To, right. to show that our songs that to live our songs. That's what I love about Sean, Sean voice. He was like, we had 2020 gave us this opportunity to live our songs and we failed. So many people failed and you know, you know, no longer, I'm no longer a slave to fear. And then they become slaves of fear. So we're, you know, what I don't know what what you call that, but I call that being a hypocrite, and uh, Jesus called it as well. Hypocrite means actor. It's uh, you know, we talk about believers, and then I always talk about make believers. And um, do you live it? Have you given God, brother? Have you given God a reason to come through for you? Have you put yourself in a situation that was scary enough that God needed to come through for you? Because if you haven't, then you've never, you've not tested your faith. You've not tried. And so a lot of the troubles, right? People are like, oh, you know, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Do you believe God? And guess what? Everyone, if you go back when they get a little bit older, did God get you through? Yeah, God got me through. God got me through. Well, take all those testimonies, right, brother? Take all those testimonies of the time and then do something even more radical. Obey him even more. Obey Matthew 28. Obey Matthew 28, where it says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go live the gospel. Go make disciples. See, that's a problem. I would say, Marty, I would say the number one problem right now is that we're not making disciples. What is a disciple, brother? It's somebody who has discipline, who does stuff, right? Am I right? <gasps> yeah, you're 100% right. You the, dog, the dog is agreeing with me. <laughs> It's a, the problem of having a home studio is when someone knocked on the door and the dogs go absolutely berserk, right? Yes. Um, but to your point, I think that's the message for me personally, for all of our listeners out there, it's the one message that has been resonating over and over and over again. To be a man of God, a woman of God, a child of God, if you will, there's a discipline to it. And like Doug said, taking up your cross daily, right? Dying to self daily. These are actions these are things that are don't come easy. Our flesh is, you know, hungry. Our flesh wants to be fed. And so this idea of discipline, getting up, um, serving as Doug does, um, being on the radio, it's just, it takes one of those things, a commitment that we have the power from Jesus to do. So, yep, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's so fun to hear your dog bark, brother. <laughs> you know, um, What's exciting, the most exciting thing as a Christian that I've ever seen is like, um, for example, they give you this opportunity to do a short-term mission, right? You're going to go to Mexico for, for a week and build a house and you're going to do a VBS and you're going to do a, you know, a street outreach or something like that. And people come back and they talk about that for the rest of their life. Oh, I went and built a house and I loved it and it was so fun. And, and you're like, well, why don't you just live there? You know, why don't you just live there? Is is the um is the gospel of Jesus Christ just so we can go to work 
and buy a house and make money and uh, retire and eventually just die and go to heaven. Is that the gospel? Why are you a Christian? What does God want to do with you? There's nobody in this on this planet that is a human being that's not made in the image of God. You're made in the image of God. You're made in the image of God and you're here for a purpose. And if you really want to have a life that matters, you and Jesus need to get together and figure out what your purpose is. And then guess what, brother? Do it. Go hundred percent. Do it. Go do it. I saw Tim Tebow actually saying the same message. I think it's the one that resonates as well. Um, when God's word says that he knew us before um, we were born, that he formed us in our mother's womb, that he laid up good things for us to do in heaven, right? This idea that we have jobs to do, assignments to, to pursue, and we're not here to just get by. We're not here to just survive. We're not here to just coast. We're here to work. We have an assignment. We have a God-given identity and a God-given purpose that we all, it's that fulfillment of, I've been saved. I know God. I'm not, I'm not here just to be saved. I'm here to know God and to fulfill my purpose, whatever that purpose is on this earth, because I better my fellow man, fellow woman, if you will, and lead others to fulfill their purpose as well. So I think that's really good. So good. I mean, it's really one of the reasons I think Jesus said, you know, don't take any thought about what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink. Because isn't that like the number one excuse that you and I hear? It's like, oh, I got to work. Well, guess what? I got to work too. Mm -hmm. I still had time to work and run for office. I still had time to work and, you know, serve as a youth pastor. I still had time to work and do street church. I still had time to work and do something, right? I still had time to work and raise my kids, and you know what the Bible says? Raise up the children in the way they should go, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. So even though some of my kids might be slightly a little bit more liberal than I'd like them to be and stuff like that, I keep telling my wife, I go, hey, we raise them up in the way they should go. We weren't perfect, mm-hmm. but you know what? We were, we're Bible people. We're church people. We took. You know one of the ki- thing my kids said to me the other day What's that they that? miss? They're, you what? know, Callie's 19, uh, almost 20, and Libby's in her 20s. They miss church summer camp. They were like, really? yeah, that was like the greatest time of our life going to, and winter camp too. Remember brother, all the winter I camps do. you and I did where yeah. we had the sledding and the snowball fights and the capture the flag. See, that's, that's legit. That's making memories that matter. That's, you know, we were never, you know, we were never wealthy brother, but you know, we always took time to take the kids camping or to go to Disney world or what, go, you know, do something, even though it was a big sacrifice because the kids matter. And these kids in our schools right now, brother, they matter. You know, I was looking on a line in Washington State OSPI manual, and there are very specific rules and regulations about no bullying, no no, um, uh, basically making decisions based on race, creed, you know, sex, all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. And and yet they can say, okay, there's a group of people who in the room here's the oppressor, and they point at the white kid. That is racial discrimination, and mm-hmm. that's actionable, even according to their own rules. See the difference between a democracy. Remember, they're talking about democracy all the time, right. and the republic. 
What is the difference, brother? The republic is a rule of law. The mm-hmm. democracy is mob rule. If I can get the mob to do what I want, then they go in and they wipe out a you know a, a poor neighborhood and burn everything down. A, but a uh, mob is controlled by a simple majority. That's basically image. If you get enough people to agree, you know, just a simple majority, everybody else is dictated to. A republic, and mobs are swayed by emotion too, brother. Yeah. Even a small independent state or city or person has a vote through representation in a republic, much different. And it's the law though, but see Mm -hmm. that we're a nation, we talk about that, a nation Mm -hmm. of laws. So they put all this anti-bullying, you know, we had anti-bullying forever. Do you remember like the 90s and the 2000s? Anti-bullying, anti-bullying. And what do they do now? They promote bullying Mm -hmm. against a cisgender white male. That's you, brother. That's okay. I'm, I'm going to say, we get to bully you. Way. <laughs> we get to bully you. That's systemic racism. That's racism about, though, right? in the system. If you're a white male Christian conservative, right? You're like fair game. Everything else is off. Unless you're trans. Unless you're, right. Right. Or some other, you know, woke religious uh, persuasion. So Muslim. You, yes. In the, uh, the, is this is in a line with um, what the Senate voted on the other day? The Respect for Marriage Act, if you will. Which is disrespect for marriage. It's disrespect. Basically, it's allowing and calling, uh, if this gets passed and signed into law by Biden, uh, it makes it easier for for religious organizations, adoption agencies, churches, and so forth, Christians, to be sued through um, lawsuits, and then to label anybody that doesn't agree with same-sex marriage, someone that says, hey, it's not biblical, that we we support one, one, one man, one woman, could be racist and anti. It'd be basically labeling it's it unconstitutional. Stupid. Thank God for yeah. Donald Trump, brother. Amen, brother. <laughs> you just push back. You take it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court throws. You know what? It doesn't matter. Throw us in a den of lions. Right. Put us in with the gladiators. Come right. on, people. Time to just buck up and fight. Just fight. That's oh what well, this is. you know, we just have to do. You know, Romans thirteen. You know, there's a lot of uh, commentary, brother. About the King James Bible, the King okay. James Bible, James. J- Go ahead. <laughs> James, Go ahead. <laughs> James wanted people to comply. He said, take yes. that verse and make it stronger than it is. It's not as strong as it is, because if you go back to the book of Acts, where Peter, James and John are saying, you tell us whether it's better to obey God or you that don't line up with Romans 13. All right. And guess right. what? Acts is before what? Romans. So that makes it what God had to say on the matter. You know, I'm reading today in the book of Acts and, you know, Paul's been arrested and the Romans got him and there's, there's these 40 guys and they bind themselves with an oath. They're not going to eat or drink until they kill Paul. And the religious, the church leaders are like, yeah, we like that. That's great. And they don't even recognize that they're murderers. Right. 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 Because they've justified, well, you know, it's a different religion than ours, so we can kill that guy. Right. So, um, Interesting. I, We're I in think those days. We are. I have a question for you, brother. I just, for some reason, a random thought happened. We're on the air, of course. And of course, you're like, of course, random thoughts happen, right? You just talked about Paul, right? In the prison. He's a, but he was a Roman citizen. And I thought about, then you had Moses, right? Who was raised in a Egyptian family, was it was brought up to deliver them, right? You had Joseph who was raised you know, to be the right hand of Pharaoh, right? You had Daniel, right, with Nebuchadnezzar and others that were they were brought up into that civil government, if you will, of where they had this identity where they could make a connection for the Israelites, right? For us, it's interesting. What identity do we have? What citizenship do we have? 
that God's given us, right, as U.S. citizens to make a difference for the believers, right, for our families in this nation, right? We've been placed here. Exactly and, what I was saying about this, the rules in the OSPI own yeah. website. When your child is is singled out and belittled and put down and called an oppressor in class, you that is actionable. It's mm-hmm. actionable, and we need to do it. We need to do what Paul said. I am a Roman citizen, you know, mm-hmm. and then when they wanted him to sneak him out of town, oh, we'll settle. We'll sneak him out of town. He said, no, no, no. You come and get me out of town. You come in openly and publicly, you know, so we've got to know when to push back and we've got to read the Bible as it is and not as we would wish it would be because it's mm. easier and it doesn't cost us anything. Being a disciple costs you something, brother. Guess what yes. it is? What everything it's something everything yeah, it's everything. everything. <laughs> he who comes to me that does it. What did Jesus say? If you don't even hate, you got to hate your wife and your parents and your kids. And now he doesn't mean physically show hate to them, but th- that God is first over mm-hmm. what my nutty kids think. God is first over if my wife is doing the you know remember Lot's wife mm-hmm. right that's in the Bible. Okay, doesn't mean that we hate you know we want to abuse them or whatever, but it means that we love the Lord so much. That we're going to do what he wants, even if our family thinks we're nuts. And that's Pilgrim's Progress, right? Remember, Pil- yeah, do you read right. Pilgrim's Progress? Brother, yep. that book so, will convict you. It will. So I'm going to go a little tangent here. You know, there's a trap for monkeys. They put a treat within a hole. Monkey puts his hand in the hole, grabs the treat, then can't get his hand out of the hole. Okay, this idea here, because they won't let go of the treat. They let go of the treat. They can get their hand out, but they're stuck, right? They won't let go of their stuff, their, their prize, if you will. I think that's many of us, believers specifically, want to hold on to what we have, right? And God says, no, no, let go of it, right? Trust me, right? Like you, before, you talked about the birds and the flowers, right? When we let go, God's able to fill it with more, right? Was and it more. Jim, Jim Elliott that said, he's no fool who gives what he can't keep to gain what he cannot lose, you know, as, as Christians, those of us who are the servants of the King of Kings who have eternal life, do you believe you have eternal life? Shouldn't we be the most courageous people on the planet? And, you know, we got to go back to the, the end of the book of Revelation. The first ones in the lake of fire are cowards, mm-hmm. the cowardly and the unbelieving first in first in brother. Before wow. adulterers, before drug dealers, before, before murderers, murderers yeah. rapists, cowards, and unbelievers. See, we we have knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, we have knowledge, but do we have faith that this knowledge will work? And the only way you find out is you get Doug and Marty to go do a radio show outside the Capitol building with a spiral fence thrown up and the National Guard and you get kicked off the campus and you come back two weeks later and you turn everything around. That's faith with works. James said, show me your faith by what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people didn't, you know, even Martin Luther didn't like the book of James, right? Martin Luther, the great reformer, right? Mm-hmm. He said, I wish, I wish James wasn't in there because James requires action. Mm-hmm. You know, what did, what did, you know, well, we fast and we pray and everything that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to well, fast. We need to pray. We need to connect with God. But when God speaks, we can get up and do what he told us to do. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. What's the fast I have chosen to loose the bonds of widows and orphans to, to, to fight for justice, to stand up. And th- what's being done right now, 
to us and our children and our grandchildren and our communities and our schools and our society is not justice. Mm -hmm. It's 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 the exact opposite. It's injustice calling itself justice so that other people can get political power and take away the freedom that people have fought and died and sacrificed for. But you know what the thing is? And this is the bottom line, regardless of what they do, just what you were just talking about, this, this so-called respect for marriage act that would try to force churches to pre perform gay marriage. I'd be like, I'm like, I'll do your marriage. Come on in here. You know what the Bible says? You guys in sin. You guys sure you want to do this? You know what the Bible says? I'm like, well, I did the marriage. I did it according to our church and our doctrine. Mm -hmm. So sue me, whatever. But we will, we don't love our lives. We lay them down and we sacrifice. And guess what? God comes through. God comes through. And, uh, you know, I was, at, I was out on the street a few weeks ago and I got, you know, someone threw something at me, hit me in the ribs. It hurt for a couple of weeks. I mean, you know, I've suffered for this. I've been in a police car, brother. I've mm -hmm. been locked up. I've gone out there and guess what? It didn't, it didn't stop me because that the Bible says that stuff's gonna happen. And so why don't we just get over it and go do Bible stuff? Because guess what? All of us, you and me and everybody we know shall stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ and they will receive what they what they deserve. They're going to get what they deserve. Wouldn't it be better to get a bad post on Facebook and hear a well done from <laughs> Jesus, brother? Wouldn't it be better to to have someone throw a, you know, whatever at you and and you could go back and rejoice? Paul I mean, what was it? Peter, James, and John rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer shame mm -hmm. for Jesus. Where is the rejoicing? He died for us, brother. What should we do for him? What could we do for him? And some people won't even vote because they're going to take their ball and go home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Showing up, right? No, not going to happen. Uh, my vote doesn't count. Yes, we know there's problems. The problems won't get fixed until we get engaged. They don't until have we to cheat to... if you don't show up. Exactly right. They've won. Yeah. They, 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 you know, if you think about, so I read, uh, on, <laughs> unbelievably, brother, this is what a geek I am. I read Winston Churchill's memoirs, you know, the winds of the war and all that stuff, right? right? right. And uh, all the time that he was talking about what was happening on the battlefield. He was also concerned about public opinion, propaganda, all these different things, right? Because if you, if you take away the will to fight, mm -hmm. right? It's so, so you, you get the bad news all the time. That's one of the things, the biggest terrorist organization in the United States today is the, is the mainstream news, right? They yes. give you the bad news and they take away the will to fight. Look, Here's the bad news, and here are some solutions, and here's what we're going to do to stop this and turn this around, right? Right. You go through my city. I live in Kent, Washington, brother. I call it the land of the plywood window because so many businesses, you cannot go more than a block or two without seeing plywood and graffiti. They've destroyed our city. What are we going to do about it? We're going to say no. You can't do that. And I tell you what, if the cops can't do something, vigilante stuff's going to start happening. It's going to start happening soon. And we don't want our society to go there. Mm -mm. We need to re-empower our police. We need to go down to uh, Olympia during this session coming up here in about six, seven weeks. Uh, we need to shout and yell. I was at, you know, I was at this thing at uh, uh, Seattle City Council 
uh, a few weeks ago. They they want to build another homeless shelter in Chinatown, and the 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 Chinese American community was up in arms about it. But they're very nice. They're nice people, and they came into the the thing, and then they were be well. We're only going to let a few of you in, at a time in. And we're and and if they can't fit in these lines over here, then you need to go. And they're being all compliant. And I'm looking at uh, some other Republican leaders, and I'm like, why don't we just say f you? We're coming in. You try and stop us. There was way more of us than there was of them. We could have easily overwhelmed them. We could have rushed into that city council and demanded. Uh, and that's what it's going to take. As long as we comply, and we're, well, we're the nice people. We love our enemies. Well, we don't love them enough to send them to hell. We don't love mm-hmm. them enough. You know, we, we, you know, Jesus said, if they force you to carry the the thing, then carry an extra one. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, you you know, when you, when you're in a situation where you can't do it, but you know what? Paul got let down in a basket. He didn't just sit there and let him kill him. Right. He Mm -hmm. got let down the wall out of Damascus in a basket. Right. There were times when uh, Peter got let out of jail. Angel, Angel came in, smacked him on the side. Wake up, sleepyhead. Time to get out of jail now. They didn't just stay there and let Peter get killed. Right. Mm -hmm. You fight back. We fight back. The weapons of our warfare, maybe they're not carnal, but guess what? They they are, brother. They're mighty. Mm -hmm. They're mighty. And they're mighty. And Jesus, uh, Paul said, it's for liberty that Christ set us free. We are free. You might think, well, I have to do this and I have to do that because of Romans 13. Well, read the rest of the Bible. You mm-hmm. are free. It, you are free. Whether you think you're free or whether you don't think you're free, you're free. And you can obey God. He set you free and you can get up and do this stuff. Now I'm getting a little preachy. I I'm love it. <laughs> Keep on going. Well, so- we're free. And if you're free, then open your mouth and do something. If you're free, then go somewhere and do something. Go to the school board meeting and set up and yell and let them kick you out and preach Mm -hmm. the gospel all the way out. The Lord's going to judge this. God's going to judge this. We need to do, we need to stop this. These perverts are teaching our kids stuff. These racists are calling my child uh, names because of their race and their religion. Mm -hmm. And, and you just yell all the way out and make a scene and have people put it on their phone and put it everywhere and say, Ooh, those Christians. Yeah. And you know what? They'll start to bow the knee. They'll bow right. the knee to Jesus. That what did they say when when Paul and Silas got their limping into town after getting, you know, beaten at the prison down the road? And what did they say? Oh no, those people that turn the world upside down have come to our town. And they had better start saying that about Marty. That's and right. Doug and other uh, right. <laughs> or we're not living it. We're not living the Bible. We are supposed to be salt and light. And you can't be salt and light in the salt shaker. And if you don't turn the the switch on the flashlight on, you Mm -hmm. have to do it. You have to do it. I love the donut man, brother. My kids, when my kids were little, the donut man did all these songs, right? Right. Okay. And he said, he sang a song. I like the Bible. I like the Bible because I read it and I do it. I read it and I do it. I was like, I like that song. I like that. Very simple, very to point and truthful, right? Come I on. read it and I do it. And that's just not just like, I don't steal. I don't, you know, I don't mm-hmm. smoke and I don't chew and I don't run with girls that do. That's not what he's talking about. I get up and make disciples. Mm-hmm. I get up and give generously. I don't count my life as my own. I lay down my life. I lose the bonds of widows and orphans. That's called living. 
Yeah, it's I called love it. Living Ra- Brother. Raising up our kids, you know, <laughs> serving in a community, wherever your place, whatever role you job you have, you can advance the kingdom of God there. You can be the example of God there. You could serve others there, to your you point. You could serve God in your school. You could volunteer in your school. Amen. You could read to people that need help. You can go in and you can be, you don't have to be crazy and make a big ruckus, but you can be salt and light. But will you? Will you get up and serve? So, you know, again, we are winning. The Barna uh, survey uh, proved it. America's turning right, but we need them to turn all the way right to Jesus, brother. Right. Hey, we need to make disciples. Well, happy Thanksgiving, brother, for all of our listeners. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, yes. Can you believe that? We're almost into Thanksgiving and Christmas. Great time for us to to just be who we are. Be thankful and uh you know, go to DougAndMarty.com and send us a happy Thanksgiving message. We would so much appreciate that. You can hear uh, past episodes, podcasts and stuff as soon as Marty updates them. That's and, right. And uh, <laughs> we, you know, we love you and we're not telling you these things to hurt you. We're telling these things to help you because we love you and you have a purpose and God did make you for such a time as, as this. It. And this is it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> this is Marty. And this is Doug Bassler, and this is Doug and Marty versus the world. We'll see you next week. Well, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) God willing. (laughs) 